Good morning, listeners. Happy birthday, Diane. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. It's a daily podcast, and I'm your host, Pamela Staten, dedicating today's podcast to my room. It's her birthday. God bless you today, and I'll see you next week. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power, for if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins. Rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And today I'm going to serenade you with Proverbs. Proverbs are marching orders from God. These are instructions that will make your life better, guaranteed. My child, if you've put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, Follow my advice and save yourself, for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now, swallow your pride, go and beg that your name be erased. Don't put it off, do it now, and don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit, and scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. What are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with a wink of an eye, a nudge of the foot, or a wiggle of the fingers. 
Their perverted hearts plot evil and they constantly stir up trouble. But they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant beyond all hope of healing. And there are six things that the Lord hates, seven things that he detests, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family, my son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck and when you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. It will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glances seduce you. For a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. Can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. Excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole even if he has to sell everything in his house. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool, for he destroys himself, and he will be wounded and disgraced. His shame will not ever be erased, for the woman's jealous husband will be furious, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, nor be satisfied, with a payoff of any size. Ooh, these proverbs are deep. Follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands. Obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions. As you guard your own eyes, tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart love wisdom like a sister make insight a beloved member of your family let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman from listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman while i was at the window of my house looking through the curtain i saw some naive young men and one in particular who lacked common sense he was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman strolling down the path by her house. It was at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. 
She's often in the streets and markets, soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him. And with a brazen look, she said, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out here to find you. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with mirror, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not at home. He's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and he won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with all her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to slaughter and he was like a stag caught in a trap awaiting the arrow that would pierce his heart. He was like the bird flying into a snare little knowing that it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your heart stray toward her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of money. Many men have been her victims. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. So, Whoever these words are for, take heed. Don't do it. Save your soul. And stay right there. I'll be right back with more. Yay, I got my male listeners. We are blessed by his love. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And that's Ephesians 1. Listeners, do you realize that you're the heir to an unimaginable inheritance that will never fade? If you're a believer, God has incredible blessings for you that are based not on anything you've done, but on whose you are. No one can take your inheritance because the Lord has guaranteed it to you by sealing you with his Holy Spirit of promise. Of course, a great deal is available to you now, such as the indwelling Holy Spirit and your spiritual transformation, whereby you're conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Much of it, however, is beyond earthly comprehension. For example, one day your mortal body will be changed into an imperishable, glorious one that is absolutely free from sin and death. And why, is the, why has the Lord done all this for you? Amazingly, he says, it is so throughout eternity that he can show you the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness. He does it to show you his love. So let that encourage you today. And in gratitude for such amazing goodness, show him that you love him. In return, 
just by serving him. Jesus, thank you for your great gifts to me. You are so good, and I praise you. Amen. The Lord, my God, is with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. First Chronicles. Are you afraid that you will be unable to succeed in what you've been given to do? The fear of failure is one of the most debilitating but common anxieties that people experience. Throughout the years, many have been counseled and they could not move their head, they could not move ahead, sorry, in careers, in relationships, in their personal goals, just because they were afraid of being successful. If you're unable to trust God's strength, you have to look at your own human frailty and you have to conclude that there is hope. I'm convinced that so many people struggle to rest completely in the Lord's provision because they believe he will let them fail. But understand listeners, God will never call you to accomplish something in his name and then leave you to work out the details by yourself. Instead, he's going to be personally involved in every aspect of your life. And he takes full responsibility for your needs as you obey him. As a believer, you have access to the wisdom and the strength of Almighty God. So please renounce any feelings of doubt or fear. Instead, rejoice that the Lord works in you to do far more abundantly beyond all that you could ask or imagine. Amen. Jesus, you are my strength. You are my wisdom. You are my adequacy. Thank you for accomplishing all you call me to do. Amen. Love it, love it. God's way, day by day. God is bigger than life. God is my strength and power, and he makes my way perfect. 2 Samuel, verse 22. God's way day by day says long ago, it came to a road of total assurance that God loves me. God knows where I am every second of every day, and God is bigger than any problem life's circumstances can throw at me. I have complete confidence that God is able to take care of any situation and provide an answer to any question or problem. He has all the resources of the universe to draw upon in helping each one of us through any type of crisis if we will trust him. He delights in showing us again and again that he is the source of our strength, the source of our provision, the source of our protection, and our ultimate success in life. We absolutely have no doubt 
that God is in control of every second of our future. So let me ask you today, who's in control of your life? Amen. And reading from a spectacle of glory, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I think the way you spoke to your church in the book of Revelation, where you said, I know your deeds, I know your afflictions, I know where you live, and I have found your deeds unfinished. I know you examine my life and my words, my thoughts and my attitudes. And that's why I humble myself before you, Lord, and I ask for your grace. Amen. Lord, I believe you. I believe you will one day show me the limitless kindness of Jesus Christ through endless ages. But you also shower those riches on me today. I am rich in your unmerited favor and mercy. I am blessed by your counsel, provision, forgiveness, and sweet companionship. Lord, your generosity awes and humbles me. Amen. And God's promises for your life. 1 John chapter 4. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. In the end, all we've ever really wanted is to be loved. And love comes from God, writes St. John. We don't have to get God to love us by doing something right, even loving him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Someone has noticed, someone has taken initiative. There's nothing we need to do to keep it up because his love for us is not based on what we've done. It's based on who we are. His beloved. Amen. In Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and yes, 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 my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, all the days of my life, 
end. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Join me in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be back just a little bit more. You've probably heard the time-worn sayings, the early bird gets the worm and sharp as a tack. But have you ever considered that both describe a character trait that the Bible says is vital to any successful venture? That character trait is diligence, frequently contrasted in the Bible with laziness and procrastination. The Hebrew languages uses two word pictures to illustrate diligence, dawn and knife, thus portraying an individual who is fully awake and alert, the early bird, and whose skills are sharpened and honed, sharp as a tack. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. The preacher tells us in Ecclesiastes 11 that we can't spend our time daydreaming, nor can we get started until all conditions look absolutely optimal. In the morning, sow your seed, listeners, and in the evening, do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will all be good. The lazy man is always dreaming and wanting, but never willing to pay the price of perseverance. Thus he comes to frustration and emptiness. Yet a diligent man is a satisfied man. Before the apostle Peter listed the character building blocks of faith, virtue, knowledge, and self-control, he exhorted his readers to apply all diligence in acquiring them. Such qualities are not found in a superficial Christian. They take root in one's character only through steadfast application and pursuit. They take root in one's character only through steadfast application and pursuit. The overriding motivation for the cultivation and attainment of diligence is not material gain, but the urgency of our Christian witness. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, Jesus said. Night is coming when no one can work. Our pilgrimage on earth is brief. A diligent believer, alert to every opportunity to share Christ 
and make him known will have the greatest influence on the kingdom of God. Time is precious. We redeem it for his purposes as we remain diligent in our work. As we remain diligent in our study, as we remain diligent in our witness, and most importantly, as we remain diligent in our prayers. The awareness of God's presence energizes us for work. There is a lot of value placed on diligence. Amen. So listeners, (laughs) we've come to the end of another podcast. I'm so glad you came to pray with me. And I hope that these words of wisdom, nuggets of knowledge, whatever you want to call it, we are in communication with God and he's very happy about that. And I'm very happy about that. So continue to come back and pray with us. It's a daily podcast. Spread the word. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. Every little bit helps. So amen and amen. Bye for now.